I'm sure you remember that massive volcano that erupted. It was so sad. It took out Tonga, killed at least three people, little South Pacific country. And what's interesting is that the country is served by, a lot of people don't realize this, by an undersea cable. And this cable is about the size of a garden hose. So the volcano erupted. It took out their internet. And so Elon Musk gets on Twitter. Of course he does. And he says, hey, you know, everyone, maybe I can send some Starlink satellites to Tonga so that this way they can have some internet access. Now, in case you don't know, SpaceX, Starlink, this is Elon Musk's company where he has this grand vision. It's actually a phenomenal idea to bring internet access to everyone around the globe. Instead of using cables, we're going to be using satellites. Okay, about nine minutes later after he said that, Elon Musk tweeted out, could people from Tonga let us know if it's important for SpaceX to send over these Starlink terminals and give you internet access? Okay, Elon... <laughs> Just a little tip, they're offline. They can't let you know. And so I guess even billionaires have brain freezes from time to time. And <laughs> did you think about this, that if you invested early in Tesla stock, well, you'd probably be a billionaire. And if you invested early in, say, Apple stock, maybe a billionaire, maybe a millionaire. But if you just invested $10 in any stock, in any product, maybe like the beginning of Campbell's Soup or anything like that, in 1890, well, you'd be dead. <laughs> and we're really glad that you're not because after all, it's Tech Refresh. I'm Kim Commando. And of course, we have our friends here every week. And first up, Allie Seligman. She's our amazing content queen. So Allie, what do you have coming up for us today? Well, everyone's favorite topic, taxes. Oh. And mm. then, yeah, just to balance it out and give you something nice, I've got a way to make your Wi-Fi faster. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, you know, we have the yin and the yang going on yeah. there. And then we have our bad boy battery guy, Ben Bradley. He's also our trusty news director. And in case you don't know, the reason why we say he's the bad boy battery guy is that, I don't know, I think he's probably the only one among us that has like 120 things connected to him mm -hmm. at any given moment. Uh, so, Ben, how are you going to impress us today? Well, I've got some news on how Apple is finally doing at least a little bit more to address that whole AirTag stalking issue. And later, don't miss the review on some audio sunglasses that have a little bit of a different flair than the competitors Ooh. out there. Now, there's a big tease. Okay, and then we have our magnificent millennial, Matthew Heffel. And Matt, how are you going to make us sound smarter when we're talking to our family members and friends? So this week is going to be all about movies. There's been a lot of interesting stuff going on from the Batman movie to changes to the new Doctor Strange movie. And the online chatter has just been out of this world. But we always get started with the tech news because we want to tell you about all the important tech developments to keep you in the know. And just a quick reminder is that you can rate, review, follow, subscribe to this podcast. We actually got an email from some guy this past week, right, Al? I sent it to you. He's like, I'd love to give you guys a great five-star review. I listen to you every week and I laugh while I'm mowing the lawn, which is what we want you to hear. And they said, but how do I give you a review, Allie? How do we tell these people to give them a review? Where do they need to go? There are a few ways you can go to whatever podcast app you use. So if you use Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. If you happen to listen on commando.com, awesome. Go over to one of those sites and leave a review there. The really easy stuff. And just a quick reminder that Tech Refresh is brought to you this week by thecurrentnewsletter.com. Now, I know that you get all these email newsletters, but The Current is full of exclusive links, exclusive videos, nothing that you see anywhere else on the entire internet. Well, 
maybe not that, but <laughs> not in the way that we present it to you. So, you know, you can go to thecurrentnewsletter.com, but we actually made it easier for you. So you can just go to getthecurrent.com and getthecurrent.com and just do it. Just get the current. Go to getthecurrent.com. All right, <clears> we're going to start with my news, and it's about a 55-year-old woman. It's a tale where she had played the lottery, the Michigan lottery. And she went into her email spam folder because she was looking for maybe some email that she missed. And in her spam folder, she sees an email from the Michigan State Lottery that says, you won $3 million. And she's like, no, get out. That's just spam, right? <laughs> no, the woman actually won $3 million. And the Michigan State Lottery sent her an email and of course, it said lottery, so it went right into the spam folder. So I guess all of us are now thinking like, oh, dang, <laughs> what did I not miss? I mean, exactly. Maybe I need to check the spam folder yeah. more often. Okay, maybe you do. Yeah, no but case. just keep in mind that lottery fraud is common here in the United States. They have more than 600,000 complaints of fraud from the FTC. And it's, a, it's the third most common type of spam out there. They say generate a loss of about $60 million for consumers who fell for them. Okay, so I know that you're all thinking like, okay, maybe it won't be spam. So here's how she knew that it wasn't. It said that she won the lottery and she said that she won $3 million, but she logged into her Michigan State lottery accounts. So if you just get an email that says, hey, you won millions of dollars, in the lottery, and we need you to click here to claim your offer, to give $10, $50, or we'll split it with you. Just know that that's um, probably a scam. There was also another recent lottery winner. It was the old woman in a shoe. Seriously, you know where she lives now? Beverly Hills. Get it? Uh, uh, Beverly Hills? Oh, <laughs> I know. That was really bad. Okay, so Ben, you're going to tell us what Apple is doing to fix that whole AirTag problem, right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I know you know just how great AirTags are. I mean, Wonderful. never lose your stuff again. Your keys, attach it to your luggage, your dog. I mean, there's so many things, <laughs> but a lot of people are using them to stalk other people. So that's a problem. And they, yeah. I assume that's happened with Tile, too, but, you know, because Apple brought these things mainstream, that's why the whole topic is becoming... Anyway, they haven't even been on the market for an entire year, and you have these scary stories about, you know, people finding them in a bag or taped under the wheel well of their car, and you have, like, you know, reports of gangs putting air tags on cars so they can... High-end cars so they can go back and steal them later. It's It's crazy, so... Throughout all this time, Apple's been like, okay, well, how about we make them beep at certain random times if there's one nearby <laughs> you? Or we'll, you know, have your iPhone pop up, you know, a message that says there's one near you. But again, that's only for iPhones. If you have an Android, there's an app, but it's, it's this whole other thing that it's manual. <clears throat> well, they finally, and I don't know why I took this long, but they finally addressed the whole stocking issue with relevant updates to their existing personal safety user guide. And I don't even know if I was aware that this guide existed. Have you guys I was heard say, of I've it? never heard of it. No. I've no. never yeah. got a note. <laughs> Not even in my spam folder from Apple saying that there was a personal safety folder thingy that we should be following. <laughs> well, it's this, it's this whole thing. It's a resource for people concerned about abuse or harassment or being stalked by Apple devices. And they just added new topics for AirTags like, what do you do if you see an item detected near you? You know, you can, well, you can make it play a sound and then find it. And 
see if it's been reported stolen. You know, it has guidance for Android users, you know, download this app, but you have to manually scan for air tags. But yeah, the most interesting thing about this user guide though, it's not a basic support page. It's, it's interactive. It's searchable, uh, like table of contents and everything makes it easier to find what you're looking for, even just searching keywords on Google. Yeah. So, but oh, one more thing relating to air tags. I don't know if you've heard this, but some activist uh, says she used an air tag to find a secret German intelligence agency. Oh my gosh, I read that story. That is like the craziest Whoa. thing. Okay, it's, give us a real yeah. quick snippet, like thirty seconds about. Oh, it. it's it's less than that because I don't even understand all. But she <laughs> wanted to uncover this, you know, camouflage government agency, so she mailed this AirTag to some address, and it was delivered to some other location that proved it's an agency no one knows about with hidden offices in this whole clandestine in Germany. Yes. Yeah. It's like, wow. ooh, wow. But, you know, AirTags, that, that's a serious problem. I mean, you know, we joke about it every once in a while, but it is a big problem, especially if you are a domestic violence uh, victim and you're getting stalked, you have restraining orders on people, or even if you're just out at a bar. I mean, there was that model in New York. I mean, she right. left a bar at 11.30 at night, and then she gets home, and she's like, what is that? And somebody put an air tag in her jacket. I mean, it's you know, it's really frightening yeah. stuff. So in case you're wondering about air tags, and if you want to get all the step-by-steps on how to detect if you have one, well, you know, where is that Android app? We've got everything for you over at commando.com. All right, Allie... You have an exciting topic. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna right. We're gonna go from stalking to taxes. So we're starting with a bang here. Yes. Um, tax season is here. Here's a little. Whatever the opposite of a fun fact is, uh, most years the IRS starts out with about a million unprocessed refunds from the year before. This year they're starting with six million Jeez. unprocessed refunds from last God, year. I wonder if they're gonna send me an email. Yeah. <laughs> you won $3 million. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, you can submit your return, and there are a few reasons you shouldn't wait to do it. Um, first, a criminal can do it in your name uh, before you get to it. And then if you wait long enough, they could have their entire refund, your refund, processed before you even notice or do anything. Um, so really, once you file, then that alert comes in that like, hey, there's something wrong here. Why are there two, why are there two uh, tax returns? Mm. So- that's one very good reason to do it quickly. The other is the faster you submit, the faster you get your return. And a couple ways to just make sure that you're going to get your tax return as fast as possible. File electronically. Uh, when you file online, I really, if you have a computer, if you're able to do this, you should. Because when you file electronically, a computer processes it, and that's way faster. Uh, if you file a paper version, a person has to process it. And as we all know, that's going to be much, much slower. Um, set up direct deposit to your bank account. You can do this in your tax software or if someone does your taxes for you, have them do it. Again, this is faster than waiting for a check. Um, I thought this was, again, a little like opposite of fun fact, right? Uh, it costs <laughs> the IRS $1 to send out your return check or your refund check. Uh, it only costs 10 cents if they are just doing a direct deposit to you. So I don't know, do your civic duty, right? Yeah. Um, and then one more thing, double check that you are submitting everything that you send. So say you make $62,000 and you put that you make 60 or you, you know, misreport a tax credit you got. All those things will flag the computer to say, hey, a person needs to review this. And that will add weeks or even months to the time it takes you to get your money back. And then one more note, if you take the earned income tax credit or a child tax credit, you actually shouldn't file yet um, because of fraud laws. Uh, 
those actually can't be paid out until mid-February. So you're better off just waiting until then. Um, let the first rush go through, and then you can submit your taxes. And then, of course, make sure you keep an eye on commando.com. We're going to be talking all about the you know scams and frauds and all the tricky things people are getting up to to try to steal your money during tax season. And then also cryptocurrency and your taxes, mm. right? Yes, uh, indeed. Which is a yes. They found you. They want their share, don't they? Of course, Al? of course they do. Yes. <laughs> and so, if you have any cryptocurrency gains or losses, uh, we've got some information about that over on the website as well. And you know, why was the seafood restaurant being investigated by the IRS? Yes, anybody? You know why? A little fun fact for you. They were suspected of being a shell company and doing fishy business. Oh. A two for All right. one. Okay, that was. All right. So, Matt, you have to follow that up with uh, what do you think is interesting in the news? So, um, taxes are super interesting, you know, and we're all very, woo. But um, I think space might be a little more interesting than taxes. And so, as we've talked about recently, the James Webb Telescope, which is the replacement for the Hubble Space Telescope, just reached its final destination in space, which is about a million miles away from Earth. Um, it's called the L2 wow. or the Lagrange point. And you might think, okay, well, where are the pictures? I want to see some pictures. These are going to be cool. Well, it's going to take about five months for us to see the first pictures from this because they still have to, you know, make it look all nice and make sure that all the mirrors and the telescope is lined up correctly. And so in about five months' time, we'll be seeing the first pictures from the James Webb Telescope. That's going to be so cool. I, know. I can't wait to see that. I mean, what I'm an so amazing excited. time we live in. Okay. Do any of you camp? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Go camping. Okay. Okay. So we all know we have that vision in our mind of that classic airstream, right? You know, the, the silver airstream that, you know, and sales are like going like gangbusters for airstream. So they've come out with a new electric version of the airstream. Okay. And this caught my attention because I was like, wow, like I never thought like an airstream should be an EV vehicle. Mm -hmm. So Honest goodness, they have this Florida RV show where Airstream like rolled it out, no pun intended, this EV Airstream, and they were demonstrating it. Okay, so just imagine, okay, I'm not like an RV camper type of person because I really think like, you know, Barry and I would totally kill ourselves. Like we, we were at the <laughs> Barrett-Jackson car auction the other day, and they have like these big RVs up. And so Barry's like, do you want to go in one? Let's just see what it looks like. Okay, so we go into this RV, honest to goodness. I mean, it had two bathrooms, a full a full master bedroom. It had a steam shower. Okay. <laughs> and so I get out of this RV and I look at the guy and I said, so how much is that? And he says, I, he said, oh, like the way it is equipped here? And I said, I said, of course. And he said, $936,000. And I was like... Wow. And I said, so how many miles per gallon does it get? Okay. About seven or eight. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's it. Okay. But anyway, back to the Airstream. Because I was, it was really cool to watch this video. I have to share the video with you guys. Because, so you take, you know, you unhook your Airstream from your truck. Okay. And then you, and then you get on your phone and there's an app. And you park it. You say, like, go back, like, three feet, move to the right, what? move to the left. And it, yes, it's totally. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was, like, so great. Because, you know, again, me not being much of an RV camper. Okay, never. But is that I thought that was, like, so slick. 
that now you can program your Airstream right on your phone and then tell it to move left or right. And, you know, just amazing what technology is doing. I mean, you know, and like, just reminds me of something else. Like, what do you call a camper driving through frozen rain? What do you call a camper driving through frozen rain? Van Halen. Uh. Yes, the Bell Halen. One of these days I'm going to guess it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you do. Uh, You want to stay right where you are because coming up, we have some insider secrets and tips to make you sound smarter on Zoom calls. And we have some party tricks to impress your family members and friends. We got that and much more coming up here on Tech Refresh. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital, as I like to say. And just a quick reminder, we want you to make sure that you get everything that we do. And that includes the current newsletter, exclusive links, exclusive videos, and you get it all. It's for free, delivered to your inbox just twice a week, no ads. You're going to love it. Trust me. Okay. Just go to getthecurrent.com, getthecurrent.com. All right. So this is part of the podcast where you like to pass along some great tricks, some party tricks. And I actually set this up for Barry because Barry was like complaining that he couldn't read anything on his phone because then he had to go find his glasses, which, by the way, the man went to Walgreens. Okay, I think he bought every pair of readers that they sold because he came home with like 12 different pairs of readers. And I'm like, okay, we can't have like one or two pairs? He's like, I need one for my car, one for the workbench, one for my... Ham radio, which, by the way, we had uh, our friend Nicole over last night. And she's like, oh, so, Barry, where are you going to put your hand radio at the new house? And I'm like, I looked at her, I'm like, Nicole, what? And she's like, the hand radio. I'm like, did you mean ham radio? And she's like, oh, my God, all these years I thought it was hand radio. No, (laughs) ham radio. Okay, so on your phone, there are these great little settings under accessibility. I know what you're thinking. I don't need accessibility. I'm fine. Everything's great in my world. No, accessibility on your iPhone, it's called display and text size. And so this is really great because there are so many options. You can make the text bold, uh, increase the intensity of it. You can reduce the transparency, work with contrast. And what's really fantastic is that if you've upgraded to iOS 15, there's now a widget to adjust lettering inside individual apps. We should write about this on the site, Al, because this is really slick. Because before it would like just take over your entire phone. But if you just want, say, your mail bigger or your text message is bigger, that now you can do this. So it's called the text size widget. And on Android, of course, you can do the same thing. It's under settings and accessibility. But there's also something else that I've used. Okay? It's called the magnifier. And I don't know why Apple doesn't put this like on the front page. I mean, because so I was sitting there, I was trying to find a part number. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, wait, I can see really good up close, but I can't read those little numbers. So you just fire up magnifier and you put your little phone on it and then you put it under the plus sign and you can see this number. It's like, oh my gosh, it's called magnifier. <laughs> Have you ever used it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's I really not. great. No, it's, that sounds awesome. My parents though. use it a lot. You should try it. Oh, thanks. That makes <laughs> me feel great. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, that was nice. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Do you, okay, do your parents have one eye? Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Ooh, ouch. Okay. All right. So magnified and accessibility. We're going to be writing more about that on the site because I think it's really some great tips there. And Ben, you're up next. You're with an iPad as a second computer monitor. This is fantastic. Yeah, this what got me thinking about this, and it really took me back. I, I was thinking to myself, how long has it been 
since I worked any job using a single monitor, and it's been <laughs> at least 15 years <laughs> since I've used a single one. I couldn't go back. Even, you know, it's rarely that even two screen cut it, you know. So, and that's what got me thinking. You, you've got more people, even now, you've got more people working from home than ever. And if you have the space, it's easy to add, you know, a second screen. Monitors are cheap. Connect it to your TV for free, things like that. But if space is an issue, a lot of people don't know that you can connect your iPad as a second monitor. And that's that goes for both a Mac and a PC. Obviously, it's it's easier if you're using another Apple product. Without going into all the specs, there's this uh, Apple feature called Sidecar that lets you connect your like your Mac, your iMac, your MacBook uh, with your iPad wirelessly and use it as an extension of your existing screen. Nice. It works as advertised. It's great. <laughs> now, if if your Mac or your iPad is a few years old, not compatible with Sidecar, or you have a PC, you'll need software uh, like Splashtop Wired X Display. That's that's the name for one. Or one that's simply called Duet, which I've used that one. You download this app on your computer, which is free. Then you download the same app on the iPad, but it's 10 bucks there. But yeah, that's how it allows you. Yeah, then you can connect it to your computer via USB, use it as a second monitor. Works pretty well. You can even pay 20 bucks a year on top of that for Duet Air so you can connect wirelessly. But uh, at the very least, the Splash Top software that I mentioned, that works for both iPads and if you have a different kind of tablet, like an Android tablet, you can also use that app for that device to make it a second screen too. So, really handy. Great in a pinch. Okay, so you just went through this whole thing, Ben, but you didn't tell anybody why they would even want a second screen. I mean, tell us some advantages. I mean, tell us how you use a second screen and how it makes people, like, easier, more productive. Oh, it's, oh, where do I even begin? I mean, second screens are, you know, you're typing on one thing while you're you're monitoring something else, whether it's, you know, analytics or whether it's, Twitter updates, where because I've got like all these columns set up for TweetDeck where various types of news and information comes in. So, you know, it, there are so many things. You're you're working on one thing while next to you is the basis of whatever you're researching. So you don't have to you know switch to a different tab or to a different window. There, there are so many things that that's what slows you down. Having to switch. What was that link I was looking for? You have to go looking for it. No, I'm just going to glance to my right or above, and there's the information right there. It is. Such a time saver. See, now I think two screens are really great, but now with I have this like monster iMac, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really need two screens. So, you know, I guess it depends upon your setup and if you really think. But, um, but having two screens, I know Al, you use two screens. Matt, you use two screens. I do, and, yeah. and it really does allow you to see a whole bunch of things all at once. And um, and Ben, you should write this up on the website too, so that people have all the links to these downloads because you know it gets kind of like, what were they saying, and what was the name <laughs> of that? And now, Ali, you're up next, and I guess you're going to tell us about a mistake that you made with your router. Oh, Ali! Oh, what a bummer, right? Okay, so I just upgraded from whatever the normal speed of my internet was to gigabit internet, so should be crazy fast, right? Well. It's gone up like 100 megabytes per second, which is pretty good, but it's nowhere near the 1,000 that I should be getting. And so I'm on this journey to start making my internet better in my house, fix my Wi-Fi. And the first thing I need to start with is the placement of my router. 
because it's on the ground in a closet, and that is bad. <laughs> oh, Allie, I'm yeah. so disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself, Kim. Um, and there are probably lots of people in a situation like this. Like maybe your router is in, you know, a co- one corner of your house. It's in a closet, and that's really because the technician who came in and set up the cables they don't care about how good your internet is. They're they just trying care. to get it set up and get out. So they're going to do whatever is most convenient. So start there, the placement. You want it somewhere central in your house. That is one nice thing. This closet is kind of right in the middle of my house, but it's a closet. Um, you don't want it kind of you know back in one corner. You want it in the area where you want your internet to be the strongest. Um, get it out in the open. Again, a closet is not great. Down on the floor is not great. Uh, routers actually spread Wi-Fi down, so you want it to be higher up. You can mount it up high on the wall or put it on top of a high shelf, which is a good way to keep it out in the open. Keep it away from lots of other electronics or anything that's big and metal because that can interfere. Uh, The biggest offender is actually a microwave. It interferes with the signals that your router puts out, um, that same band. And so if you've got it next to one, it's not a good thing. And then finally, if you have one of those models that has the two antennas on it, you're probably like, does that actually change anything? Does it make a difference? It can actually make a little difference. And what you want to do is point one vertically and one horizontally. And that's your best bet. And so where's your router now? Oh, it's still there, Kim. It's still there. Yeah, I haven't moved again. This is going to be a whole thing because the cord comes in through the wall in the closet. I'm going to have to... I don't know. Figure out Where's where to router? put it. Check behind the hamper. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. So oh, at Ian's house, we needed to put in uh, cable, mm-hmm. and so it's Cox cable. And so I don't know the, the previous owners of this house. I guess they use satellite or something like that. And so we're like, no, no, no. Let's get Cox cable in because we're going to want to have the TV and all this other stuff. So um, we went out, and I came back to the house. I think I went to Target to buy some stuff, like a hamper or something, probably. And I came back to Ian's house, and there was this bright orange cable that came out from the left side of the garage, went up above the garage door, and went around the house. And I said to the technician, I said, "Um, what exactly is that orange cable? He says, oh, that's the Cox cable to bring internet in the house. I said, could you make it any other color than <laughs> bright orange? I mean, can we paint it? And then, and then uh, he looks at me and goes, well, you could put it in a PVC pipe. I said, you know, you could have done a better job installing <laughs> this. So now there's this bright orange cable that goes out all around the kid's garage door. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Oh it, it has to be better than that. And listen, if you love these type of tips and this type of content, just want to make sure that you're getting our podcast, our daily tech update, and our daily digital life hack. And uh, you can get them as a podcast in your favorite podcast player. Just search for Commando with a K. And, and hey, you may even listen to them and get them on your local radio station too, because they're heard on about 400 different radio stations as well. But because you're listening to podcasts, I know you like podcasts, so make sure that you get our daily digital. Uh, life hack and our daily tech update. Again, just one minute each. All right, we have this fun game that we're playing now on Tech Refresh. And because there's just tons and tons of computer and trivia tech questions out there. And so, Matt, you are going to try to test our know how this week. I understand about the computer mouse. Yeah. Is that right? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you think of computers, it automatically has a computer mouse with it. If you, unless you're thinking about computers from 1979. 
um, where you just have to type in code and they would do things. Well, um, a lot of people credit Apple with being one of the first companies to make it popular as they were doing stuff with paint and, and all that kind of stuff. But the actual mouse goes back way farther than that to 1964, if you can believe it. Ooh. And, wow. And the first mouse was actually named, made by a man named Douglas Engelbart, who was kind of a pioneer on the whole uh, genre of human technology interaction and how that stuff would work in the future. And he actually built the first prototype of a working mouse for his computer. And I'm going to ask you guys a question about what it was made out of. So what was the first Ooh. computer mouse made out of? Was it made out of A, plastic? Was it made out of B, metal? Was it made out of C, silicone? Or D, wood? <laughs> wood. Okay. I'm picking wood just because I hope so. <laughs> I'm going with wood as well. Uh, it was made out of wood. He chiseled it himself out of a block of wood and put electronics inside of it. So the first mouse what? looks like an old, it's old, and it was made out of wood. <laughs> a block of wood. That Sorry, was Matt, it. that was just a, a total guess. That was, <laughs> you know what? That was great. I mean, because, you know, we all think about the mouse, right? I mean, we all use it. We have one all day. I mean, even if you have a trackpad, a lot of folks have a mouse off to the side. and. Yeah. You know, I, I was really sad to read that this guy who invented the computer mouse died. Um, I don't know if you heard about this or if you in your research. Is that I did. The police, you know, police were actually suspecting witchcraft because everyone that they spoke to put a cursor on him. <laughs> oh. R.I.P. Doug. <laughs> I know. Sorry about that. All right. So coming up right in just a few seconds here on Tech Refresh, is that Matt is going to be back where he's going to tell us what we need to know about what's truly happening on the internet. So that this way when, you know, people are saying things like Wordle, you're not like, Wordle? No, <laughs> that's not it. So that this way, you know, you appear smart and like with the program when you're on those Zoom calls. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Your Fresh. It's your weekly fun podcast, as I like to say, about all things digital. We cover it all from A to Z. And Matthew Heffel is here because Matt is our dedicated internet scout. Because, Matt, I know that one of your New Year's resolutions was to not be on TikTok so much. And how are we doing with that? So good. Definitely doing well. No problems there at all. Don't spend uh, okay. a amount of time on TikTok or anything. See, but now when you're, when, now when you're on TikTok, you can say... Sorry, honey. I'm working. I'm just doing research. Yeah, yes, exactly. Sorry. I have to be with the program for yeah. Tech Refresh. I mean, <laughs> I can't be like Joe Loser. Uh, so, Matt, what are people talking about on the web? So, if you haven't heard the song, then you must be hiding under some kind of rock. But the song, uh, we don't we don't talk about Bruno from the hit Disney movie Encanto is enormous smash hit right now. It has become, Can you sing it for us? Uh, okay, so it's like, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no. You haven't heard this before? No. Ugh. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not actually, cool. Ugh. Actually, your voice was actually pretty good. Maybe we got another yeah, gig nice. for you here. Let's hear it one more time. Uh, one more time. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno, no, no. That's all I got. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are talking about Bruno. So what's the internet saying? So it is now the number two Disney song of all time. It has beat out, oh. it has beat out Frozen's Let It Go. It has no beat out way. all of the Lion King movies, all the Lion King really? songs. 
It is what? only behind a whole new world, and it's sneaking up to it where it's going to be the most popular Disney song of all time. It's been on the Billboard charts wow. for weeks now, and it's right now at the number two position. It is only the second song of all time to get into one of those top two positions with a whole new world, and it's about to surpass it and become the most popular Disney song of all wow. time. Wow. So I guess this is something that we, all of us, need to um, uh, listen to. Okay. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's our I homework. Mean, there's a Because I'm still, I'm still living in like, let it go, <laughs> let it go. And I'm like, you know, gosh, let it go already. I'm so tired of that thing. Right? Gosh, crazy. All right. Now, Doctor Strange show. Yes. What? So the new Doctor Strange movie is coming out here in May. But the internet kind of found out that the director is doing reshoots again. So back in November, when the last Spider-Man movie came out, while they were doing testing for the Spider-Man movie, they started doing reshoots for the Doctor Strange movie. And they think, and people are supposing online, that it's because of the success of all the different characters that were added into the Spider-Man movie. So now they're like, oh, we got to redo it and add all these characters into this movie so that we can get all the money and, and, and continue this trend. So... They did that in November, and then just recently, in the last few weeks, they did announced that they were reshooting more of the movie. So he says oh. it's still going to come out on the same release date in May, but uh, it might it might change now. People are people are skeptical. Those well, poor video editors. No kidding. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. So, but Matt, you're talking about like a lot of movies. Yeah. You also are going to be talking about like, so is like everything just movie oriented that's happening online now? So I think that with all the craziness in the world going on currently, I mean, Ukraine, COVID, all that stuff going on. I think people are like, well, let's just go watch movies. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why the Internet is focusing on entertainment and movies this week, because it's just it's the good stuff you want to focus on. And then Batman has an online scavenger hunt. So in the Batman trailer, at the very, very end, when it shows the release date and has the title, the Batman, at the bottom, there's this little line of text that's in a really strange language that's not English. It's not any known like human languages. And it turns out it's a cipher. And if you actually go and, are, and the Internet was able to um, figure out what the cipher actually meant, and it spelled out... You are El Rata Alada, which basically means you are a flying bat. And so if you oh. type elratalada.com, then that takes you to a creepy site that has more puzzles. It has the whole Riddler logo from the Riddler from Batman. And it's the Riddler asking you questions. And you have to, like, solve all these cryptic codes and stuff to get more information. They get, like, special drawings created by people that were doing the... Um, the movie and stuff like that. So it's really, really interesting. And people that's have been cool. going crazy about it for the last few that months. That is great. You know, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. I would like to try that myself. I mean, now that I'm figuring out Wordle, are you guys all playing Wordle? <laughs> hey, I got it in three yeah. today. What's up? I had, I had, I had two <laughs> yesterday. Hey. Five. Oh. Today was my you? worst day. I uh, was a little unfocused. <laughs> And I didn't get it today, oh, and no. I'm embarrassed about that. But oh, okay. I haven't done it yet. I haven't tried because I've been a little bit busy this morning. I mean, unlike you people, I mm. have a job. <laughs> but you know, I'll have to try it later on. And you know, have you ever have they ever talked about on the internet when Batman forgets to pay his electric bill? Have they ever talked about that? It's it's just it turns into a dark night. Uh. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Allie, what's trending over at Commando.com? 
Oh, if you have ever used the app Plaid, uh, it's basically a financial app that connects your bank account to other financial services like Venmo or Robinhood. If you've used it, go to our site because there is a class action lawsuit and you might be entitled to a little bit of money because Plaid did some tricky things with data privacy. All right, a true or false, you need to submit a selfie with your taxes. The answer is kind of. Uh, it's a little complicated, so go read the article and find out everything you need to know about taxes and facial recognition this year. Uh, we've got easy ways to connect your smartphone to your TV. And then last up, one for Android, one for iPhone. For Android users, there is a quick change that you should make to keep your phone more secure. And for iPhone users... Sadly, a pretty handy iPhone feature is gone, and Apple says it is never coming back. Oh, boy, there's no a spoilers. big tease right there. It makes <laughs> right? me even want to go to commando.com. <laughs> it's like, what the heck was that? Hey, listen, if you're not following us on social, just get to it already. I mean, don't be ghosting me and ghosting us. Just over to twitter.com slash kimcommando and you want to follow. Same thing over at Pinterest, at Facebook and LinkedIn, and Instagram, uh, just go ahead and hit that big old follow button and tell your family members and friends too. All right, stay right where you are because coming up here on Tech Refresh, uh, Bad Boy Battery Ben is back. Yes, how many Bs can we put in one sentence? <laughs> and this time he's back with some sunglasses that are actually speakers built in. Pretty cool tech, so you don't want to miss that. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh, which is a fun podcast about everything digital. So Ben is not only our trusty news director, uh, he, well, Ali and Matt, how would you describe Ben on a technical acumen in just one word? Ali, you go first. Thorough. Thorough, yes. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Matthew? Uh, excessive. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like that word, thorough but excessive. <laughs> there you go. And so uh, you looked at some Bluetooth sunglasses. Tell us about them, Ben. Yeah, I was I actually left them in the other room. I was going to show you guys, but now you're just going to have to imagine them like all the listeners. So you hear about smart glasses, and most people kind of freak out, like cameras and microphones and, you know, what happens to my privacy. Well, a lot of people don't know is that before that, kind of around after Google Glass, they've, you've had these companies like Bose, and Razer and a couple others uh, develop basically audio sunglasses. So they look like regular sunglasses, and, but they've got speakers built into the temples, the, the arms. And, uh, you know, it solves your problem of not losing your sunglasses and or wireless earbuds when you're out on the go. Lose them both. Now, but, so. but before you talk about them, Ben, you know, does everybody hear the music around you? Yes. Yeah, they, um, okay. not if you're outside. I mean, I guess if you're walking down the street, they're not going to. But yeah, if you're sitting in a relatively quiet room, even if 10 feet away, somebody's going to know you're listening to something, especially if they're trying to talk to you. Because, <laughs> well, uh -huh. you know, because uh -huh. I, I, I gave a pair of these to Ian for Christmas because he likes to walk his neighborhood a lot. Mm -hmm. And so, and he puts in those earbuds. And so do I. And, but, you know, of course, I'm the mother, so I'm more cognizant. Okay, but I thought, you know what, you know, but you can't really hear anything when you have your AirPods in. Even under transparency mode, it's still uh -huh. pretty uh -huh. tight there. So I thought, like, wow, I mean, so I'll give him these Bose glasses, and then they, you know, and so I give them to him. He looked at me like, um, I guess Santa was not thinking. I mean, why would <laughs> I even want these? I mean, he didn't say it like that, but that was the look that on his face. He, like, looked at the box, and I said, you don't really want them, do you? And he's like, 
uh, not really. You can keep them. I'm like, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, he likes his AirPods. Yeah. So which yeah. ones did you look at? I like the AirPods too. But no, I got to try out the, uh, I guess, the latest in the field of audio sunglasses uh, called the Soundcore Frames. Uh, came out in November, so pretty new. But uh, they look, depending on which one you get, they look like regular sunglasses, like, you know, like an old pair of Ray-Bans or something. But you've got two speakers built into each temple. And dual microphone, so you can also use it for voice calls. Control them with touch, like swipe, you know, swipe the temple to skip a song or turn up the volume. Um, response to voice commands, you can customize the EQ through an app. And they last a little over five hours on a charge. One of the things about Bose that I don't like, I've seen these before, it's like you get to pick from like two different styles. What's different about these is that you pick your initial frames and the speakers, for, and you get the set for 200 bucks. If a couple months go by, you're tired of it. Well, they make 10 different styles of frames that you can just swap out and they're 50 bucks each. Cool. You don't have to buy like a whole new set of glasses again. So the whole thing, uh, they work. Uh, The $200 price range is close to the similar options. Bose costs $250 retail price. Um, The Razer versions are $200. Uh, But those, you know, like I said, you're not limited to just the one style choice with these. Uh, you can even get, uh, with one of the sets, you can even swap them out with prescription lenses. Oh, that's smart. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. and since they don't cover your ears, you can still hear things around you. So that's good if you're wearing these, like, out on a walk, around traffic, you know. Um, but that's also double-edged, because like I said, you're in the quiet place. People are going to hear. <laughs> even a low guy. volume. Yeah, it's like, what is that? And I mean, you so know, they, don't think you know, they look at you and they go like, Ben, you know, he never really hit me as like a Celine Dion fan. I mean, <laughs> my heart, you know, heart will go on. Yes. When, the move, when the music just grabs you, I mean, you just, you just let it take hold. You can't stop it. But, um, Are they so, heavy? No, not really. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. yes, the first time you put them on, I think you notice it like, okay, it's a little heavier than, yeah. you know, cheap pair of sunglasses you pick up, but uh, no, there's like, you keep them on for even like an hour and you don't notice any like, oh, this is just uncomfortable. So no, okay. nothing like that. Uh, pretty easy to charge. But, you know, again, just don't think of them as replacement headphones or earphones because they're not. They're just a different way to listen to music, you know, or, you know, uh, awkwardly and annoyingly talk, take phone calls when you're <laughs> sitting in a crowded room. So that's uh, one nice thing about, you know, people are used to earpods or AirPods now and, you know, earbuds. And so if you're just kind of talking to yourself, no one is really going to look at you twice. They're just like, oh, yeah, she's got headphones in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But when they first came out, I'll never forget. I was, like, at oh. Safeway or AJ's or something like that. And I was, like, you know, looking. I was, like, you know, at the butcher counter. And I hear this guy saying, well, you know, that's a nice piece of meat right there. And I'm, <gasps> like, I'm like, I beg your pardon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But and then he's like, and he pointed to his ear. I'm like, oh, sorry, really embarrassed by that. Sorry about that. Okay. All right, so back to your sunglasses. How many bed heads are we giving these things? Just because I just, I don't find just like a huge need for them. They get three. I mean, not to say, okay. I mean, they, they work, they're nice, but, you know, I just, without serving so much of a larger purpose, I'm going three out of five. You know, it's been 200 bucks. It's like, okay, you're just, this is making it convenient to put two devices into one. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be like a home run. This isn't something like that everybody's going to say, I really want those. I don't think everybody really wants those. And I wish I could take the ones back. But see, 
Well, I got Ian's on credit card rewards. So, like, like, <laughs> so you're stuck with them. I know. And, I'm like, and they're sitting on my desk at home like, okay, who needs these as like a really good present? You know, who mm. can I give these to? Because I don't really need them. Uh, ben, you're going to have the whole review over at commando.com? Uh, yep, it's up right now. All right. So now we always like to leave on a happy note. And we're, this is where I scour the internet for like a really great joke. Okay. So. It's kind of a long one, so you have to pay attention. And it's a text exchange between two neighbors, okay? Guy texts, hey, George, it's Richard. I'm your next-door neighbor, and I have a confession to make. I've been riddled with guilt for a few months, and I've been trying to get up the courage to tell you face-to-face, but I can't, so that's why I'm going to send you a text message. But I can't live with myself a minute longer knowing this. And the truth is, when you're not around... I've been sharing your wife day and night, probably much more than you. I haven't been getting it at home recently, and I know that's no (laughs) excuse. The temptation was just too great. I can't live with the guilt, and I hope that you'll accept my sincere apology, and I hope you will forgive me. The neighbor's response, George, I don't know what to do. That's all he said. But he was feeling enraged and betrayed. He grabbed his gun and he went next door and he shot his neighbor dead. He returned home. He poured himself a stiff drink and sat down on the sofa. And he looked at his phone and he realized there was a second message from his neighbor that said, (laughs) Hi, George. It's Richard here again. Oh, wow. So sorry, Siri. I didn't really get everything that I was saying in the text message. And I just want to make sure that you know that Siri changed uh, Wi-Fi to wife. Technology, (laughs) it'll be the death of us all. Yes. Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, Just a quick reminder that Tech Refresh is always brought to you by thecurrentnewsletter.com. And we'd love to get a sponsor, but we need more listeners. So... What that means is that you need to tell your family members and friends about Tech Refresh because all of us give it one word. What would you say about Tech Refresh? One word, Allie. How would you describe this podcast? Fun. Uh, how about oh, you, Matt? <laughs> how about you, Matt? Insightful. Insightful. Ooh. And how about you, Ben? One word. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Ooh. Okay. And so, you know, don't you want to share this with your family members and friends? And so wherever you get your podcast, there's always a share button. So that's what we want you to do. Hit that share button. Tell more people about Tech Refresh. Because, you know, maybe then we won't have to, like, pitch our own products to you. We will actually get paid for doing this. I mean, it's a labor of love, and we don't mind doing it. But, you know, Allie has to do her hair. You know, Ben has to shave. And Matt has to, like, use that hair gel. So come on. Let's just get it all done. So, again, share out the podcast. Thanks for listening. If you ever want to send us a note... Uh, You can do that by sending us a happy email over at podcast at commando.com. And thanks for joining us.